Welcome to the Building BN Podcast, where we take an inside look at Bloomington Normal economic development with industry pros, local businesses, and community partners. Hosted by your BNEDC. So on today's Building BN Podcast, we would like to welcome Kim Kaufman, who is a communications specialist at State Farm, as well as a motivational speaker and communication consultant with Kim Presents. Awesome. Well, to kick things off, we always like to get some background on our guests and uh, just try to find out how you ended up here in Bloomington Normal. Okay. Well, Patrick, Whitney, I think that's a great place to start. So I grew up in central Illinois, so I have been here a very long time. <laughs> As the years go by, you know, it's, oh my gosh, yes, I have been here a long time. Um, but I, like I said, I grew up here. My dad was a longtime radio broadcaster mm. on WJBC, so AM 1230. So I grew up with uh, a dad who was very invested in the community due to his role in the radio sure. and on the radio. And also, my dad was just a natural communicator anyway. So going out, talking to people, breaking the ice. So I started to establish connections in Bloomington Normal rather quickly due to just dad being out at mm. various events and on air. And, uh, and my mother, well, she retired, but uh, was, a, was a teacher here. Okay. So anyway, so that's my connection. And uh, obviously, since we're talking, I I like it here. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good testimonial. I mean, it's okay. definitely makes you. We where, hope yeah. you like it here. Right, come on, <laughs> that's why we're talking. Yes, yes. It makes you a townie. Oh, it does. Yes, that is. I believe the official title. Right, uh, you're looking at it right yeah, here. Yeah, it's yeah, like that's a, almost doubling down since your parents were so involved in the community and you were like brought up in it. So you're like you almost had to be like a community champion. Oh yes, yes. And just knowing knowing folks and meeting new people, and it's just amazing to see how Bloomington Normal has grown over the years too, just with the various offerings that we have. Definitely. Um, but well, besides the fun fact that your dad actually used to work at WJBC, what is a unique personal fact about yourself? Well, I will say, so we go back to Townie, right? Okay, you've been here uh, over the years. I would say a fun fact about myself is I used to live in Orlando, Florida and work for the Walt Disney Company. Oh. So that is where I began my career, was actually working for Walt Disney World. And what did you do there? Oh gosh, Whitney, I did a variety <laughs> of different... Is this a little bit of time ago? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Well, you know, since I started my career there, you can tell I'm not uh, 21 anymore. <laughs> ah, time goes quick. But starting my career there, Disney offers a an array of different opportunities. Opportunities. It's a huge. It's a huge company. So I began working in Walt Disney World Entertainment. So I do have a flair for the dramatic. So a little bit of a theatrical background. And from entertainment, I went into guest relations, where we work with guests that come into the theme parks and answer questions and help make magical experiences. And I also gave backstage tours, so taking guests behind the scenes to show them how Disney does the magic. And that was a lot of fun because I like to speak, I like to communicate. And going back to dad, I'm not sure if that was something that's either nature or nurture or a combination <laughs> of both, but I I love it. And so that's Disney was a great starting point for me. I think we uh, need to book you then to show Bloomington Normal and the magic behind its doors then. then. <laughs> That's right. Can we can we put you down for that? How long's the tour, Whitney? Well, My goodness. just probably maybe like an hour or two a week, okay. maybe. Yeah. 
maybe once a month. We'll figure. We'll talk later about Nothing it. Nothing but time. <laughs> Nothing but time. Right. Well, I would say there's so much that goes on, and with the seasons, oh, it's hard to believe. Everybody keeps talking about the end of summer, but you know, with the all of the seasons and the different things, the festivals that are offered here, the events that happen, it is really it's it's a great place to live. And as I come across folks too, they keep saying, oh, we love Bloomington Normal because of. XYZ. So yeah, there's just so many reasons why people come here. And that's the, the stories we're trying to capture, the testimonials on why townies stick around and why they do like it here or love it here is uh, what the whole uh, new branding concept that we're going to be pushing out pretty soon, hopefully towards the end of summer, fall, making a launch and just re- redoing the whole live, work and play. Because mm-hmm. here at the EDC, we really focus on getting businesses to invest here, uh, continue to invest here and attract new ones. We need to do the role of uh, telling the story on why you should live here. Mm-hmm. And so that that type. And I want to go back to the comment you made about Disney yes. and uh, creating the magical experiences. Uh, we took our kids there right before the pandemic, luckily, so no masks, um, which was cool, uh, 2020-ish. And I remember like at the end of the day, we're exhausted. Uh, one of my daughters and my wife went to the restroom and me and my other daughter are sitting there and someone pushing the cart walked by in front of us off in the distance and she noticed us watching her. And she spun the cart around, jumped up near, clicked her heels, and then walked off and smiled. And wow. I was like, that little attention to detail, and even at Disney, like the manhole covers everything, those create those little bitty magical experiences. They do. And if you're keeping your eyes open and you're looking, you could be there two weeks and yeah. still not catch everything yes. that is available. Right. A big question I, I get is, so Kim, you worked for Disney, you are enthusiastic and all of these things, and then you're in central Illinois, right? So, you know, how I made my way back here, uh, it, it's it's kind of an interesting story, but, you know, obviously I'm here. I don't know if you'd like me to elaborate. Go for it. Yeah, go for it. Well, you know, so kind of going full circle here, I'm going to date myself a little bit, but uh, 2008 was when I graduated from college. And if you remember 2008, mm-hmm. that was a really tough time economically. And so the effects of folks not traveling and staying close to home with, uh, you know, with a recession mm-hmm. feel that uh, that impacted the hospitality industry. And so when I was down there wide eyed and excited and fresh out of graduating college it was a real eye opener as far as opportunities and trying and maybe not getting certain things. So trying and failing and trying to reinvent yourself and, uh, you know, do the reps, so to speak, and then uh, made the decision after a while. And I, I absolutely loved it. So it was a hard decision. But my family was back in central Illinois. I had uh, friends in central Illinois, I had connections. So I decided to make my way back home. That recession was really, that was tough. Mm-hmm. So I came back home to to rebuild and start a new chapter, thinking that I could I could find more success if I turned the page and started fresh. So just took a completely new route. But it's so interesting that life in 08 compared to life in 2022, mm-hmm. how the experiences of students coming out of school today, how different those are than mine of the past. <laughs> so No, it's still a, uh, it's comparable too because we're coming out of a pandemic and there's like a recession that's looming. Mm-hmm. And we were actually ranked uh, number one place to live in the nation post-pandemic based off of the industry that we have here because a lot of it's recession proof. 
Um, so, you know, universities, they're doing okay. Hospitality did get dinged, um, but not as much as other areas because uh, while um, some other areas weren't doing the tourism thing, we had a lot of construction workers staying in hotels, uh, new Rivian employees, new Ferrero employees, all occupying the hotel. So it really sustained that industry. Uh, but it's also, we always got to point this out, I'm coming down from Chicagoland where the cost of living was double. And so now we're down here where it's half. And this is a great home base. That reminds me of your story of coming back home um, because it is a, it's a safe uh, place to rebuild and actually to get started. So I think a lot of people that are coming here um, to start their careers, it's a, it's a great place to uh, live, work, and play, um, especially because we do have more amenities than I think most people give us credit for. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. There is, there's so much to do once you get plugged in and you start making those connections. I have friends that live in other states or have gone to move out of the Midwest, and when they come back home, they always say how friendly this community yes. is, how much they miss the Midwest and the kindness mm -hmm. that they experience here in Bloomington Normal and 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 beyond, but that central Illinois feel. So, uh, but the journey, you know, once I got back home was certainly interesting uh, to, to get where I am today. So um, anyway. So jumping a little bit into how you became Kim Presents. Yes. Your history and background. How did that start? How did that develop? And how's it going now? Right. Good questions, Whitney. Yes. So to, to start, I majored in broadcast journalism. So going back. Same. <laughs> Same. <laughs> awesome. Similar Great backgrounds, this I think. This is why we connected there you at go. the start of this interview. <laughs> so yes, majored in broadcast journalism. And I'd say, again, taking a page out of dad's book in broadcasting. And uh, so got my degree from Illinois State University. And when I came home from Orlando, I thought, gosh, I should probably put this to put this to the test, you know, start start submitting what we would call those demo reels that I had created. So what was what I had done on TV, my recordings, different things that I had put together when I was at TV 10 News at Illinois State University. Shout out to TV 10. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I got a call from WMBD in Peoria, the CBS affiliate, and got my first job as a general assignment reporter, which was so great, just fully immersed in TV news and meeting people again in this community and making connections and covering news. And along the way, I was at WMBD for about three years and loved, again, meeting people, telling stories, being out there. But you learn a lot about yourself, too, when you're in a job and what do you want and what works best for you. I was freshly married, so I started my job in TV and shortly after got married to my now husband. And so realized that I needed a little bit uh, more of a work-life balance, which can happen. And so I ended up moving into a public relations role over at the Children's Hospital of Illinois. So I worked over in the foundation at OSF Healthcare, which supported, again, OSF and then Children's Hospital. And uh, when I left TV news, I, I realized something about myself, because you always have these self-discovery moments. And I said, gosh, I loved being out there when I was on TV. I liked being on camera, I'll admit it. And I <laughs> liked meeting people and sharing their stories, giving them a voice. I said, what can I do that would allow me to be creative, still meet people, and like TV, make me uncomfortable? <gasps> Public speaking. That was it. And so that's when I started to explore 
how to become a public speaker. Going back one more time, I got to go back to dad one more time. So he was also a professional comedian. So he went out and did comedy. And so it was that with the broadcasting and all of that coming together that I thought, gosh, that the public speaking for me seemed to fit because I could be theatrical. I could be with people. I could talk. And I started my platform about storytelling because in the news we told stories every day. How could I help people become better storytellers? So that's what I essentially started with. And as you grow a small business, you again keep doing that self-discovery and exploring. And that's where I was able to grow it into these other platforms that I could talk with my audiences about. And so that went from storytelling, which I still do, to how to be a better public speaker and a communicator and connect with audiences. And then I also do stories and keynotes about change management. So very motivational. We face change every day. Mm -hmm. How do we conquer that change and make it work for us? So folks that have come to Kim Presents have really run the gamut from schools to small businesses to uh, child care providers to uh, you know people in um, elementary schools, teachers. It, it just has been very interesting to uh, work with a variety of different people, and that definitely gives me energy. So, does that help answer the question? It, Whitney? it does. Yeah, I think definitely in your role and being a motivational speaker, you have to have some levels of enthusiasm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> In order to present and like you said, uh, to put yourself in uncomfortable situations sometimes. And to me, I think that's a true definition of a leader is wanting to put yourself in those uncomfortable situations in order to grow Mm -hmm. and further yourself. And you have to do that with a positive and enthusiastic attitude, which I definitely think you have. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yes. And so it's been it's been interesting. There's a great quote, too, from Mickey Mouse that says to laugh at yourself is to love yourself. And that's so true. Right. So if we can teach people how to whether it's, you know, get comfortable in the uncomfortable to step out and take a risk or to be a better communicator. And I think that's so important today with how much communication has changed, because now you have to do it in person, Mm -hmm. but you have to do it effectively virtually. And how do you come across to that audience and keep their attention and bring them along? And there's so many things to think about that once you start to peel the onion, you realize, oh, this is a lot more difficult than I thought. I I hope you uh, use some of your dad's old jokes in some of your speeches. <laughs> sometimes. I think you need to incorporate those. Oh my gosh, I know. Sometimes, sometimes I, I think I do, Whitney. You're right, but you're planting the seeds. So okay. now, you're, now you're getting okay. my wheels turning, yep. you know, so those old dad jokes. There yeah, you go. Yeah, but I will have to say, Patrick, so Toastmasters International has helped me too um, with just becoming a better speaker. And when I was listening to a previous BN episode, you said you were a Toastmaster. Yep, I've been in uh, Toastmaster competitions. They're trying to get me to open up a club here. It's just the timing to get the, uh, the the start of membership to have like eight members join us. But yeah, I got started, um, man, it's been a long time ago, probably almost 20 years ago. I have a situation where I was a graphic designer, so I worked at an ad agency, mm-hmm. and I had all the ideas in the world. I just had a hard time communicating them to people. And somebody came in one time, we were actually doing a political campaign for them. So their billboards and all their uh, direct mail pieces and everything. And they said, so uh, what do you plan on doing You know, after you know, advertising? And I was like, oh, I'm gonna run for governor, just as a joke. <laughs> okay. And he goes, well, if you're gonna run for governor, you should join Toastmasters. And I was like, you guys make toast? Like, right. what, was it Breakfast Club, right, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I looked up Toastmasters and I was talking to my parents about it. I'm like, oh yeah, your uh, grandfather was a Toastmaster. And so I started looking more and 
Yeah, when I started, like just even those uh, table topics, I would talk for 30 seconds and sit down because I talk fast anyway. So I'd get up, say my piece, sit down. I was just like, but the butterflies, like that getting out of your comfort zone, you know, and uh, that that adrenaline. I'm like, wait a minute, I can do this every week and it costs how much? Mm-hmm. I think it was like $50 for like half Correct. a year. Yes. I was like this, and I looked around the room and it was like the heads of the banks, the head of WA and DTV um, down in Decatur was yes. there. Yes. So the networking was phenomenal, the adrenaline rush was great. And without that training, I wouldn't have, I was my commencement speaker at my graduation at Millican, so that wouldn't happen. I definitely wouldn't have this job, um, but it was, yeah, it was just the speech writing and just the joy I got and the camaraderie from the club. I'd like to get back into it up here. It's just uh, finding the time to start up a new club. Because I think back in the day, the EDC did host one mm. that, that was over in that, uh, that um, room that we'll see after this, hopefully for a good photo. Um, but no, they're, it's, it's like a gym membership. You know, you go to the gym, stay in shape. This is like a mental, verbal gym. It, and, uh, and it's a it's great the, way the great not not it. just that but i mean you work on the speaking side you also work on the evaluating side but then you also get a chance to run the meetings mm-hmm. and so running those meetings and practicing and going through the leadership track when it was my turn to run my own organization board meetings were no big deal because i've been doing it every single week for however long so it's, it's more than just public speaking it's really a leadership training course it is that's really and that's you you said it perfectly it is a, it is a communication and leadership organization and again it's another opportunity now it's an international organization mm-hmm. certainly but in Bloomington normal it's just another way to have connections with the community or another offering that this community provides so it's been like I said it's been really great to start up a small business like Kim presents with the foundation and the learnings that I had gained, obviously, from being in TV, performing at Walt Disney World, um, working in Toast, well, being part of Toastmasters and that organization, and now providing this product to other folks that are interested in, in how that can help them accomplish their goals. So. Yeah, I always thought it was interesting if you watch uh, pro athletes do their interviews afterwards, <laughs> like count the ums, count the fiddle words, like those, like you want some clients. Go watch anyone do step up to the podium after a game and watch them speak. It's like holy cow, like they, they could use quite a bit of help. Uh, yeah, it is. It is definitely a skill. What's great is that people have asked me. So I've had clients that that I work with, and they said, "Gosh, Kim, I, I should have done this sooner. I I should have been involved in in speech and debate back in school. I should have done more. I'm just so rusty. I'm so uncomfortable. And I and I say it's okay." okay it's not too late you didn't miss the boat Mm -hmm. you are making a great decision by coming to me now and working on this critical skill set but it's never too late and that's the thing you you it meets you at your level or we can meet you at your level and bring you up from there and that's and that's where a mentor a coach a keynote speech all of that can come into play so but I that always it makes me smile and I always want to comfort people and say it's never too late you can do this. It's all right. And just like a gym, just membership. Like a gym membership, you walk yeah. in. Yes, it, it's it's healthy. It's so good for it your is. brain and and uh, and your body. You know, you gotta have that good adrenaline rush. Well, you, you learn something too at the end of it. Uh, almost every time, someone gives some speech on some kind of random topic, and it's like you you always walk about walk away, but feeling better than you went in. Right. Just like a gym. Right. And yeah, I would say the evaluation, too, that you brought up, Patrick, just knowing how to give constructive feedback mm-hmm. to somebody, too, is is really helpful no matter what you do. Uh, but but leading teams, working in business, being in education, doesn't matter. How do you give that constructive feedback, the positives and the things, the areas of improvement? Right. 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting to me, like when you think about Toastmasters competitions, uh, the fact that there was a table topics one, but there's also an evaluators competition. Yes, there is. That's not something I thought, because I was, I did the humorous speech one time and a regular speech, like motivational, I can go for days, but the humorous ones, you would tell a joke and then no one would laugh. And then you work <laughs> on something else and they'd laugh at something you didn't think was funny. And it was just like, it throws off your timing. <laughs> it, does. it does. So, you know, you asked me about a fun fact at the top of this interview. Yes. And you said, okay, what? and I shared that I worked at Disney. Yes, that's a fun one. I, I do need to tell you both another fun fact, though. We okay. love, yeah. Is that all right? Oh, more yeah. than merrier. The more than yep. <laughs> Like I'm bragging or any of that. But I do have to tell you. So the competitions that you brought up. Mm-hmm. A door that really opened for me with Kim Presents was I did make a decision to compete as well in the Toastmasters International speech competition. Okay. And Patrick, you probably know, and Whitney, if you don't, they have a world championship of public speaking contests. So this is like the public speaking Olympics. Mm -hmm. People from all over the globe compete. So my first year I joined Toastmasters in 2015. Oh, international speech contest. So I threw my hat in the ring. I went for it. You have to write a seven minute inspirational speech can be on any topic, mm-hmm. okay? I started off locally in my club, and I won the club. Nice. So I move on to the area competition, I win the area, first place. You win first place, you advance every time. Mm-hmm. I end up making it all the way to the district. This is my first year. Holy cow. I won the district, Nice. which meant that I was going to the semifinals that year in Washington, D.C., where I ended up being on the stage once you hit the semifinals. Again, this was 2015, so the rules have changed a little bit yeah. moving forward to 2022. But I was among the top 100 best public wow. speakers in the world at that point. And I go into the semifinal, and you are so... I had coached, I had worked, I had stayed indoors all summer writing and rewriting content. And to your point, you play that out with different audiences. They're going to laugh at different parts. So you had to know consistently, where are they laughing? Mm -hmm. Where do I pause? What do I need to change? What's not working here? And uh, anyway... So I spent all that summer working. I go into the semifinal. We're in Washington, D.C. It's broadcast live from around the world. If you want to tune in, it's streaming live. Audience of, oh, at least 1,000 live in the audience. Maybe 900, but let's round up to 1,000. A lot of people. I win the semifinal. Nice. I ended up becoming one of the top 10 best public speakers. I went to the world championship that year in Toastmasters International. I was one of the top 10. Wow. Very cool. So is, that's, is that on YouTube? Uh, you know what? It, it's floated around. It's gotta be somewhere, it's, yeah. Yes, yes, We'll yes. investigate, we'll yeah. find yeah. it. Investigate, yes. <laughs> the following year I made it to the semifinals in Vancouver, Canada, because okay. you get that okay. competition bug, yeah. you mm-hmm. start meeting people, but this is folks from all over the world. Uh-huh. And it was just so telling, and how beautiful to be able to share a message that resonates with people from from all over, yep. backgrounds, cultures. What a beautiful thing. But I learned a lot about myself in doing that competition about what works as a speaker, what doesn't, and how you come across to the audience. So all of that I continue to, to put into play with the keynotes that I deliver, but then also the people I coach, mm-hmm. whether they, you know with telling stories or public speaking and getting more comfortable. But it was it was incredible. I mean, just talking about it brings me back to those feelings and the bravery that you have to have to be doing a speech live in front of, by the time you hit the world championship, that audience is at least 5,000 in the crowd and it's streamed a lot, you know, live around the world. It was, it was just, I digress, but it's it was an just experience. Really cool. so, yes. Yeah. So that this is a little bit of a fun fact yeah. too, but, um, 
boy, it was it was something else. It was terrific. Well, especially if you think about like I don't know if it still holds true today, but it used to be like public speaking was like the number one or number two like fear. thing. Fear, yes, that, you know, people yes. was like gunshots, and then yeah, I don't want to speak in public. Or clowns. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, clowns and. Public speaking. Yes, um, yes, yes, right. And yeah. Jerry Seinfeld has that bit about, you know, people would rather be in the casket than you in the eulogy, yes. right? You know, so yep. it's, but it's, uh, it's really, it's an interesting subject and it is. And, but even, even people that are great public speakers still get nervous. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good thing because you want to have that nervous energy fuel your performance so you're, you know, vivacious and memorable, but in a good way. You got to meet the the energy of your audience too. So. It's also a chance, though. I think that it shows your audience that you're human. Because if you get up there and you just go through it all, like I've even <laughs> I'm not. there's with times like I've given speeches and I've choked up, and I've noticed people gasp in the audience. They're like, "Oh, now you're relating to me." Because before I'm just kind of like going like a machine, mm-hmm. but now that little bit of vulnerability it like sucks them in. It and does. It took me a while to learn how to own the pause, but when you did that and it was authentic. Yeah, people are like, that was amazing. And I'm like, I, I thought it was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing about the pause too is that it's so scary to do a pause. Yo. Because it could feel, it feels like you're you're, you're waiting uh, 30 minutes or an hour. Yeah. It feels like an eternity. Yeah, in your head, it's like five times longer. <laughs> yeah, right. And the, and the audience is like, that was beautiful. So it's, you're exactly right, Patrick, about mastering the pause. It's just such a fascinating, uh, fascinating skill. It is, but uh, very important. And if anything from this podcast, everybody needs to go check out Toastmasters International. <laughs> oh, or Kim Presents, right? <laughs> or Kim Presents, I mean, yeah. Come on. I know, yeah. It's, it's yeah. one of those where it's like, again, treat it like a gym membership. And yeah, if you don't have that type of training and you need help and you want to work on your weaknesses or your strengths, like, yeah, keep going. Yeah, I completely agree, though. Toastmasters International is a is a terrific place. And I, I fully agree with you. And I, I'm joking, of course. But yes, no, I definitely want folks to uh, to check it out. It's it's a wonderful um, opportunity to well, Let's to talk about into. some of the things that you actually, you know, for your, uh, with Kim Presents, sure. like what are some of the, the services that you provide? So going back, so I do, like I said, a couple of platforms. I, I call it platforms because you can specialize in, in different things, right? So people could come to me and they say, hey, I need you to do a topic on something that uh, that's not in my wheelhouse, right? Um, but when it comes to the storytelling, I have done keynotes where I help audiences learn to tell better stories. So what is it that they're trying to accomplish? What is that strategy? And then what are the things that they're passionate about? I've even helped people just um, personally deliver stories that are meaningful to them, stories that would help them resonate with the audience they're trying to reach. And you know that uh, once you tell a story, Patrick, I still think about what you just said during this interview about taking your children to Disney World and the cast member pushing the cart, clicking their heels. I could see that Mm -hmm. as you were explaining it. So right there, my brain was already wired for that story. So that's what I wanna help people understand is how do we tell those those beautiful stories that really resonate with audiences. Going back to the World Championship of Public Speaking, it was those really compelling stories that pulled in the first, second, and third place victories. Or, you know, the the winning, the the winning speech. You know, what was that story? Um, and it helps us connect to people too. It helps us understand each other as humans. So that's storytelling is definitely a passion of mine. I go back to the public speaking. How do we help people become better communicators? Getting outside of that comfort zone. That's another platform. And then the change management. Just going to I, I pull from my experiences, being a, a graduate fresh out of college, so excited to tackle the world. What was the world ready for me with the recession and understanding that when you have all of these high hopes and dreams and you see your future and you can see it so beautifully and then nothing worked out the way it was mm-hmm. supposed to. And and then how do you rebuild from that? And how do you take something that you weren't expecting that came out of left field 
and move forward. And so that's where I provide a motivational keynote. And I keep studying the, the concept of change and how we can adapt to it and how when change you know hits organizations, how you bring employees along. And so it's something that I'm very fascinated by because it's not slowing down. Mm-hmm. If anything, it's speeding up. So there's a lot rolled into it. And that's what I love about a small business is that you can keep growing it, you can keep defining it and um, yeah, I it just it's it's wonderful. You were you're nailing ahead whenever you said that we're wired for stories. Like you know, even the story that you just told about um, challenge, struggle, resolution, the hero's journey. Like that's what's that whole path up on the wall is over there. So mm. anytime in our world in economic development, it's an art and a science. So it's heavily data driven. But trying to get elected officials, the public. Um, Realtors, developers, businesses to understand like how they can be successful. They all we we push them all through the hero's journey. And there's even been a couple of times when I presented to like county board or town of normal. It even shows here's a challenge. Here's what we've struggled with in the past, and here's a resolution. And you're the hero by making this happen. And so it's like every good story that you see, you don't really connect with someone who just made it. You know, you somebody you have to fall, you have to like fail forward. So when you came out of that recession, you did, you had to, you wanted to take on the world, and there was some challenges there. You know, whenever you came home, it's like that. That's a better story. Yeah. Like you know, the whole thing with Michael Jordan, he didn't make his freshman basketball team or sophomore year. He just he didn't make the basketball team. Like, how right. is that possible for the greatest player ever? Right. Um, but yeah, those those are the good stories in my mind. They are right in the challenges, and you say fail forward, mm-hmm. and isn't that so so true? And you just learn a lot about yourself in that process of. Okay, the, 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 you're gonna try this, I'm gonna see if this is gonna work. Oh, it didn't work, okay, I'm gonna try this. And it's, you know, it's kind of that, that never giving up mentality where, okay, this didn't work, but what did I learn from it? And then, okay, how do I apply that for the next thing I wanna go after? So you learn a lot about yourself in the process. And the hero's journey, Patrick, you're right. It's tough to be a hero. Mm-hmm. So when you're working with the, the, the people that you've just said, you know, it's not always easy to lead the team. And you've gotta make some tough decisions, but, uh, yeah, it, it, it it's just like I said. It's uh, it's very it's very interesting how how life works. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's a, it's amazing to hear of successes that you have for Kim Presents. I'm gonna have to go to your website and look at that a little bit more. It sounds very interesting. Sure thing. Yes. And I think I also will hit you up for leadership McLean County for our <laughs> mid year retreat. So be on the lookout for that as well. Okay. Uh, but switching gears a little bit, kind of going on some of your favorites in Bloomington Normal. So if you were to have a prospect in town or even a new colleague and you wanted to show them some of the best of Bloomington Normal. So what would your perfect day be? Where would you go? What would you do? Where would you take them? So I have friends that I have made from all across the country due to my time in Orlando. And we've maintained these connections. And friends have come to Central Illinois from, I have friends in Tennessee, I have friends in California, I have friends in Florida. They come to Central Illinois to visit. And where have I taken them? Like, what's my what's my roadmap? Right? Yeah. Okay. What's your tour? Where, yes, the tour. That's <laughs> yeah. so true. Or we have relatives that live from out of town. They come here. What's the tour? Yes. Okay. So if there's a festival or something going on, that's on that's on the docket. But the farmers market number one. So right now, beautiful opportunity to see downtown Bloomington and the small businesses. Oh, the food there. I love the farmers market for the the various foods. Uh, incredible okay from the sweets to the cheeses to the vegetables it's all there I love that I also like taking 
guests, friends, family on tours of the colleges. I think that what we have to offer uh, with Illinois Wesleyan, Illinois State University, it's really fun to walk on campus and just see how beautiful the campuses are. Um, Uptown Normal is always a, a nice spot too. And people talk about how quaint it is and how artistic and the the wall seeing the it just makes Bloomington normal it encompasses a lot there so farmers markets the college tour for sure and then let's see maybe we hit up a coffee shop there's a lot of nice local coffee shops in town and so I think I would take them there because we need to have a, a refreshment after such a nice long day of of walking and the Constitution Trail once we get rehydrated we hit the trail <laughs> and we we go there for a bike ride or a walk I love the trail mm-hmm. I use that all the time so if you had to pinpoint a favorite BN food item. Is that okay? Like, okay, can Where, I say that? Like, of course. Is that all right? Okay, because I, well, you know, I yes. want to play it fair here. I wanted to be fair to everybody. Oh, yes. We want, yeah, we want some shout outs on here. If you had a favorite <laughs> BN food item, place, restaurant, place that you like to go. I really like, I like going to the Coffee Hound. Okay. Okay. So, and that strip of, you've got like, the gingerbread house. I love that. So I have two children. Okay. So the gingerbread house is now on my on my radar. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like going there. I like, have you noticed too with kids, it's really fun to have kids because then you get to play with the toys mm-hmm. too and go try, try things out. And the gingerbread house has so much cool stuff. So you go to the gingerbread house. Kind of like house. a hidden gem a little bit. Oh yeah. And that's, I think, a, a great place, that whole strip right there because that's next to Green Top Grocery, like, right yes. next to Beer Nuts. In that and area, a coffee hound yes. and the Bloomington Cycle and yep. Fitness, which I like to bike. And that area alone is just a whole dynamic uh, realm of shopping, eating, yes. hidden gems that maybe people don't know about. Exactly. And it hooks up with the Constitution Trail, so yep. you can, if you want to ride your bike over there, you can. If you need your help, you know, you hit a you hit a pothole on your on your bike. Oh, there's Bloomington Cycle and Fitness, huh. and while they're repairing your bike, you get a cup of coffee, and then go a one stop shop. It is so true. <laughs> oh, and then you need to get some groceries. You can ride, you go. go right into Green Top. So yeah, that. I really like that 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 chain right there. I also really can I just give a shout out to the library. Yes. I love the library. The, it, the library is just so I love taking my children there. I love checking out books. I love the summer reading program that they do. Uh, it is just such a wonderful asset to the community. So those are the, the my passion is coming through. But I really I, I'm just really happy with them with those with with what they're doing i think we're incredibly blessed with both the city and the town libraries yes. here uh, and what people don't realize all the services that they offer and the connections they have within the community they have a lot of stuff going on a lot of programs not only just for children but for adults too so like you said i highly recommend anybody who has not checked out either of our libraries here mm-hmm. uh, to give them a chance and do some research on what they offer what they offer right and you know you talk about learning and growing and just always being a student and there's just so so much good material there uh, to check out uh, but going I guess I'm kind of going all over the place with our conversation, just real quick with the gingerbread house. Last Christmas, they had an opportunity to try out toys before you could buy or, you know, it was so great. That's all I have to say. It was just so great. That's very cool. I know, I know. So you could kind of test it out. You make a wish list and it it was pretty phenomenal, yeah. 
that uh, area over there, it's, a, it's actually a phenomenal development that you see that on that side of town. Actually, there's not much going on uh, in that area because uh, technically Beer Nuts is an industrial property, but to have that retail stretch in there with it's beautifully designed as well as a nice. I'd like to try to duplicate that over and over, um, which is really the name of the game in economic development. Um, but in your mind, um, why does economic development matter for a community? Why does economic development? Well, I think that economic development matters because we talk about change. I think you need change to to move forward. You need change in order to grow. Um, to like you said, it's right in the title, economic development to develop. Uh, to invite people in. I think that uh, the opportunities and the offerings that we have uh, help draw interest to central Illinois and creates jobs and creates connection. And and when people just have a chance to see what this community is all about and that there are more services that can reach more people, that's where the growth really comes into play. So that's why it matters because I think it brings it brings people it, it, it creates opportunity. Does that help? No, does, did it, I, it does. Okay. And I'll actually pull it back full circle to what you said earlier. Um, it's almost like the winner learn mentality. Like you don't really lose. So in economic development, um, you're growing. And then if you're not growing, hopefully you're learning from what didn't work and then you can grow in the future. So like, you know, Mitsubishi was a loss, but it ended up turning into a bigger gain. Right. And yeah, so that keeping that flywheel, which we refer to that cycle as a flywheel, like your economy can be spinning and it's spinning fast around here. And so hopefully um, using storytelling, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. using those techniques, we can get out and actually tell that story. So other people want to be a part of this momentum. Um, because I think we really have something here. It's just really hard to capture right now. Um, but we're going to use every platform possible and uh, maybe follow up with you on some coaching on how we can uh, push some more of these stories out because uh, we got a great story to tell and I think more people need to hear it. I'd welcome that. Yes, yes. There is so much here. And going back to the kindness of Central Illinois and the mm-hmm. people that embrace you, that's that's another reason why I came home. I thought I can do this. I can I can improve. I can become, I can grow. I can make connections. I can do it here. And, and I think and it and it worked out. So. I think the kindness or the niceness side is something we probably take for granted because we're here. Yes. Um, but yeah, if you live great. somewhere else, <laughs> it's not like this everywhere. Like I come yeah, again, coming back down from Chicagoland, that's not up there really. Mm-hmm. There's there's way more of a hustle mentality. Yeah. Things are a little bit slower paced down here, but um, you see people waving constantly and smiling, and that they really enjoy living in Bloomington Normal. Mm-hmm. Somebody said to me, they said who had moved from California to Central Illinois. She said at first I under- couldn't understand why everybody was smiling at me all the time <laughs> and asking me how I was, and I ended up realizing they weren't nosy; they genuinely they, cared. They care. Yeah, they care. So, <laughs> and and and, uh, and sometimes it takes stepping out or going somewhere else, and then coming back to really value what what you had mm-hmm. and and or what you have so sometimes traveling and taking trips is a great reset in order to come back home and say oh yeah okay I'll, I yes this is why I appreciate this well we appreciate you coming on telling your story on you know it's great testimonials like we said we need to hear more of these um, but yeah thanks again is there anything else you wanted to cover while you're on here maybe your website gosh you know that thank you for for teeing that up Patrick so my website pretty straightforward it's kimpresents.com kimpresents p-r-e-s-e-n-t-s dot com and uh, I welcome questions you can send me a message uh, or learn more about what I do what I have to offer and and check out some of my speaker reels to see what my uh what I my the vibe that I that I put out there so and I'll be on the hunt for that Toastmaster speech as well absolutely Whitney I'll let you know if I find it I think that would be great (laughs) I think that'd be great thank you both thank you thank you 
Tune in next week as we continue to take an inside look at Bloomington Normal's economic development with industry pros, local businesses, and community partners, and learn more about our BN Advantage.